5: with your host, John Rush. And
1: I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560 on this fine Thursday, this first hour. We typically have Dr. Kelly Victory with us, Steve House as well. Steve could not make it today, but Dr. Kelly is with us. So, Dr. Kelly, welcome. How are you?
5: Hey, I'm great, Steve. Uh, John, sorry. No, well, no,
1: you can no, call Steve. me anything. I don't care. Uh, I'll answer yeah. anything. I'm easy. <laughs> I'm okay, but great. before we get and started, guys, because of because of the amount of snow that we've had down here, and I've heard of the reports of what's in Steamboat. Uh, you, there's a lot of snow up there in there.
5: Oh, my gosh. I flew in uh, Tuesday night, John, uh, from Southern California in, to a hellacious snowstorm. It has really been uh, been getting it up here. I can't complain, however, after multiple years in a row of yeah. just getting skunked and being so dry, we certainly need the moisture. But uh, it, it's been the mainstay of my workout uh, for all of December and January <laughs> has been shoveling <laughs> snow. <laughs> I've shoveled feet of it. Oh uh,
1: Yeah, we, well, we've got a lot Lot of white down here, not as much as you guys have, but you know, anyways, uh, it's all it, it's all good. So, all right, so one of the questions that keeps coming up, and you and I've discussed this a little bit in the past, and 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 Steve has as well, of course. But the one thing I want to start with today because I'm still getting questions on this that I've actually been somewhat fielding myself, not that I by any stretch of the imagination am a doctor, but some of these answers are so. I don't want to say easy, but you and I have discussed things enough on air that I feel like I can answer some of these. So I've gotten some, some questions on these, so I thought I'd go ahead and answer. And there's also an article that somebody sent me about the New York City Department of Health just announcing that the subvariant accounts for 73% of all cases currently in New York City making this new dominant COVID variant. Um, my answer to that is, yeah, no duh.
5: Exactly. This is exactly what we would expect, John. I've said from the very, very beginning of the pandemic, viruses mutate. All viruses mutate, and coronaviruses are particularly adept at it. Mm -hmm. They do it more quickly than others. But with rare exception, viruses do two things as they mutate. They become more contagious. That's normal. The first thing they do is become more contagious. Okay, and really quick, really quick, really quick,
1: Kelly, because I don't think we've ever talked about this. Why? Why do they do this? I mean, why do they get more, you know, they get less dominant, if you would, or less, less uh, 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 risk, I guess You're you yelling. could say, of having it. But yet, at the same time, they become more easily spread. Why is that?
5: This is a survival mechanism. If you if you are if you kill a hundred percent, if you're a pathogen, not that and this is not a thought. You know, it's not that they have a brain, but this is a survival mechanism through evolutionary. If you kill a hundred percent of the hosts, you as a pathogen will die out yourself very quickly. If you infect the first person, that person dies. It won't get passed to anybody. Uh, so the fewer people you kill, the, the longer you can stay alive, and the more contagious you are, the more easily transmittable you are, the easier it is to stay to stay alive. So it's a, it's a survival mechanism uh, that has uh, evolutionary benefits to it. So as viruses mutate. They become more transmissible. Mm. They generally do that in, in multiple ways. Number one, they become stickier on the outside. Okay. so it's easier for them to be passed to one to, to another. They become more resistant to treatment, okay? okay. so that it's easier for, for them to, to keep going. But at that same time, they become less lethal because it's a survival mechanism for the for the virus, which is why ultimately, uh, I said from the beginning, COVID in all likelihood will fundamentally become something akin to the common cold, much as many of the which it kind of is
1: right are. now, basically.
5: Precisely, uh, and so the the good news is uh, for, for mankind is that although this uh, virus clearly emanated from a lab it was not a naturally occurring virus it was lab manipulated mm-hmm. without question the good news is as it has mutated it has mutated in the ways that we would have expected from a naturally occurring virus meaning it didn't do something very okay. bizarre and somehow become wildly lethal uh the, the wild card in all of this is that because they launched a vaccination program, a mass vaccination program. Okay, so so before program, we before we get it, into
1: that, let me let me let me ask you a question along those lines. Because this again, I don't think is anything that we've ever really I mean we, we may have brushed upon this, but I don't know that we ever got into detail. By the way, if you've got a question for Dr. Kelly, please text me. We'll get that answered. 307 20 22 307 22 Okay, I'm no doctor. I'm just you know me, Dr. Kelly. I'm a Talk to your host, business owner, car guy. I mean, I am not in your world at all. I, I am the foggiest idea. If I read an x-ray, it'd be like a monkey reading a road map. I have the foggiest idea what's going on when it comes to the medical end of things. With that being said... Everything that you've told me, even what we just went through a moment ago about viruses in general and what they do. And and I, I guess I can just always remember growing up and hearing from the doctor, yeah, you got a virus. Here's the things you need to do. No, there's no real medication we can give you to help. You just need to do the things necessary to help, you know, combat the virus on your own because there's really no cure, quote unquote, for a virus. So, given all of that and what we've grown up knowing, why then a vaccine, knowing that all we're going to do with it is probably make things worse? I guess I, I'm, I sound kind of simple in this, but to me, why waste billions of dollars on something that wasn't going to do anything anyways?
5: Well, well, I agree with you. There's a, you know, coronaviruses account for about 26 percent of all common colds prior to COVID-19. And, you know, if you got a cold, it was one in four chance it was caused by a coronavirus. Right. There's a reason why in the history of medicine, we have never come up with an effective coronavirus vaccine, because coronaviruses, as I said, mutate very quickly, more quickly than other things, more quickly than rhinoviruses, more quickly than influenza, and far more quickly than things like, you know, measles, mumps, chickenpox, those sorts of things. So it is the rapidity with which that that family of viruses mutates that has made it essentially impossible to come up with an effective vaccine. Uh, Furthermore, as you said, we knew from the beginning who was actually at risk from COVID-19. And it wasn't the vast majority of the population. It was primarily the elderly and those with a well-known set of comorbidities. So if we had instead focused on protecting those people, uh, making sure that we got those people the early uh, treatment medications that we knew were out there from the very beginning, we could have saved ourselves a world of hurt. Furthermore, there's a reason, and what I was saying before, is there's a reason we don't launch a vaccination program historically in the midst of the pandemic, because the vaccine then puts abnormal pressure on the virus Mm. to mutate in ways that it wouldn't otherwise mutate in order to escape, in order to avoid the vaccine. Uh, And then on top of it, add on top of it, that this is a failed vaccine, meaning it didn't stop anybody from contracting No, it actually made it worse. They're finding
1: out now, which we'll we'll get into. It's actually made it worse.
5: Without question, there's negative efficacy. Uh, We now know that after four shots, you have a three and a half times higher chance of being hospitalized with COVID than if you'd had no shots at all. Mm. Um, So it's it's really, uh, again, been a failure in so many ways. Uh, again, because of the type of vaccine they used, that it's a leaky or, or non-sterilizing vaccine, that it was launched in the middle of a pandemic, that it was intended to uh, fight against a virus which is known to mutate very, very quickly, and on and on. And then on top of it, it used a platform which is highly experimental, messenger RNA. There's, again, a reason we have never had a safe mRNA vaccine. Uh, scientists have been working on it for well more than a decade, and every single trial in the past has failed many times with disastrous consequences where all of the trial animals died. Uh, we are now, as you well know, seeing uh, overwhelming evidence of adverse events related to these vaccines, and I think, frankly, we are seeing just the tip of the iceberg.
1: I guess, and, and again, i you know me i'm I am not, nor have I been conspiratorial through any of this. I really have just looked at the data you i Steve have talked amongst ourselves on air off air and and to me dr kelly and, and i don't think this is a stretch. the powers that be and when we know who those are, and, and there's there's many by the way it's not just one individual there there are you know numerous individuals involved in this granted Dr. fauci had. A lot of weight and carried a lot of weight and I think did a lot of, you know, had a lot of influence when it came to these things. But bottom line, I feel people out there would say, well, it was just a huge misstep in how we handle things. No, I I don't think so, Dr. Kelly. I don't think this was a misstep. I've said it before. I'll keep saying it. I believe this has been one of the largest tests on humankind ever, not only the coronavirus itself, you know, COVID-19, but the fact uh, you know, of the vaccines on top of that. And, and I feel like there is some very nefarious things going on that we do still do not know. And I believe that we I believe it wasn't a misstep that exactly what happened is what they wanted to happen. They intended for it to happen. The thing that's happened that they don't like is the fact that there's folks like you, I and Steve that have never gotten the vaccine. That's the biggest obstacle they have not yet overcome.
5: I agree with you, and I think the tentacles of this thing run very, very deep. There are so many facets to it. If you start just with the origin of the virus, as I said, it's irrefutable that it came out of a lab, whether it was released uh, out of you know malicious intent or was simply the result of abject incompetence, I cannot say at this point. Certainly, the Chinese uh, government has failed to cooperate on any of the investigation into that. It was the result of -of gain-of-function research, hands down, uh, and there are U.S. taxpayer dollars that were absolutely involved in that, bundled through the EcoHealth Alliance to the lab in Wuhan by none other than Anthony Fauci. We know that there was a hit job early on on all of the available early therapeutics, everything from hydroxychloroquine to ivermectin, fluvoxamine, and on and on, because they had a singular focus, which was to create and do this mass vaccination attempt. We know that the vaccine manufacturers tried to deep-six and modify, they created fraudulent data uh, on the both the safety and the efficacy. They didn't release safety data that they had well before the vaccine was released. They knew about the risk of myocarditis. We now have those documents in our hands because of FOIA requests. They knew that there was no significant benefit to children whatsoever while it carried a significant risk of adverse events and on and on. This thing, there are so many hands with blood on them at this point yep. that it's going to be hard to tease out. Um, I think that accountability has got to happen. It is a moral, ethical, and frankly, legal imperative. However, our focus right now needs to be on how the heck we unwind this. How do yeah. we right. fix Yep. These, this thing, and that starts obviously number one with pulling the damn shots off the market right. so that nobody else is getting one. They stand to gain nothing. Um, the, the vaccines do nothing to stop you from contracting COVID. As we've just said, the data are very, very clear. You have an increased risk of contracting COVID and ending up hospitalized if you get the boosters, and you are exponentially increasing your risk of adverse events with each shot that you get. So, number one, we need to stop the program so that we can conduct the absolutely required safety uh, testing. And then we need an all-hands-on-deck call to arms to figure out what can we do to mitigate the tissue damage, uh, the yeah. spike protein damage, the ongoing mRNA damage that's occurring in people who received these injections.
1: Great stopping point. We'll come right back. I've got more questions for Dr. Kelly. If you do, please let me know 307 200. excuse me, 8222. We'll be right back. Dr. Kelly Victory. By the way, complete page on her on our website, RushToReason.com. Go there, look her up. You cannot miss it. If you want more information on Dr. Kelly, it's all there. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, they are next. Anything you need when it comes to your HVAC or electrical system, furnace, tune-up, specials, you name it, they've got it all. 303. Sorry, let me make sure I do this correctly. It's not 303. It's 720-526-0231. 720-526-0231.
6: Your furnace isn't working, and now you're worried that spending the money to repair or replace it will affect you in the long term. Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air offer peace of mind financing options so that you can take care of your family without breaking the bank. Whatever situation you're in, from repairs to installation, They have financing available to ease your stress. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air gives you choices so you can find the financing that meets your unique individual needs. They have plans with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. No matter what needs to get done in your home, Absolute has a multitude of payment plans that make it affordable for you and your family easily schedule any service today at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com absolute today and be sure to mention klz and get a limited time 59 nine dollar furnace tune-up for quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air Affordable interest mortgage. Kurt Rogers will be with
1: me at five o'clock. We'll discuss the future of mortgage rates and, of course, the housing market as well. Affordable interest mortgage seven two zero eight nine five zero five
2: hundred. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours. Well, your wait is over. Take aim. Affordable interest mortgage with a three two one buy down. You can now purchase a home at three point one nine three percent first year, four point nine one three percent second. 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month or less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. 3-to-1 buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value.
1: All right, solar energy partners, Alan Davis. Find out if your home is a good candidate for solar. Just call
3: 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill, and you feel months' worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason.
1: All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory with us. And Dr. Kelly, we had a call from David down at Woodland Park. He's a regular listener, by the way. David, thanks. And I was going to go here anyway, so it fits in perfectly because I had an email that I or a text message that I had sent you. Oh, I you know, since we talked last week, I think it was last last Friday or Saturday. But at any rate, is the vaccine reversible? And if so, how, if not, is anyone working on a, a you know, a, a, you know a, a cure, I guess you could say, for the vaccine?
5: Well, this is what I was just talking about in the first segment, John. Uh, no, there is no way to, yeah. quote, unvaccinate yourself or to remove the mRNA uh, from, from your body. Which, okay, I'm going to stop real quick. Real,
1: Kelly, stop real quick, because I want to make sure we – because we got a text message on this last week. And, folks, I want to make sure that I'm very clear on this, because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, not any stretch of the imagination. There are some rumors out there on the Internet going around. From particular quote unquote doctors claiming they've got some sort of a fix that can reverse the vaccine. These are the same individuals that think the vaccine is related to snake venom. I'm going to tell you right now, that is nonsense. It's hogwash. It doesn't exist. If you want to get, you know, put your tinfoil hat on, Dr. Kelly, that's the kind of stuff to go believe in. And frankly, I'm not going there.
5: Yeah, I think it is paramount. Uh, As I said, accountability is critical, but it takes a backseat at this point to doing precisely what I was saying in the last segment, which is finding a way to mitigate the damage. That's right. I am not an an mRNA expert, but I will tell you that the people who created these injections have injected people with the blueprint, the, the instruction manual, if you will, to begin creating these spike proteins. We know that the mRNA goes to every major organ system, but the vaccine manufacturers have no idea, and they openly acknowledge this. They don't know which tissues will create and produce spike proteins. They don't know how much spike protein will be created, and they don't know for how long. Mm. People who were vaccinated received an injection for mRNA with no off switch.
7: Right. Now, I am right. not an
5: MRNA expert, but I'm guessing that people who are far smarter than I am in this particular area of science can probably come up with a way to deactivate that MRNA. Uh, perhaps there's a way to remove, ultimately, to try to rid some of the tissues of these toxic spike proteins. Maybe there's a way to try to um, capture some of the toxic lipid nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. These are the things we need to be working on. The same creative, courageous, critical thinking physicians who came up with the early treatment protocols using repurposed drugs like ivermectin Mm -hmm. and hydroxychloroquine and fluvoxamine and vitamin D and zinc, those same people, we are all working on is there a protocol, is there a drug Cocktail or combination that might help with some of these uh, adverse events while we figure out how the heck to turn the mRNA off. Is that even a possibility? Is there a way to rid the body of these spike proteins? Right now, the answers are we don't know. Mm -hmm. But as I said, this is an all hands on deck moment for medicine.
1: And I think the thing we have to remind ourselves of, and and this is where it gets like you, I know means an mRNA expert, only what I've read, mostly from what you have sent me that I've been able to read up on and so on. But to my knowledge and everything I've read, and I think my understanding is pretty good on this, the mRNA and that system, if you would, that delivery system, is changing the, the you know the cell structure, the DNA of an individual. So to your point, unless somebody can figure out a way to turn that off, all you can really do is come up with ways to help mitigate what's already happened. Um, there really isn't anything else, in my opinion, unless, you know, to your point, unless somebody, you know, much, much smarter than I come along and figure out, okay, let's go in there and turn this thing off. Unless that happens, you're living with this.
5: It, exactly. And, you know, the evidence that the mRNA can actually become incorporated into the DNA uh, is relatively preliminary, but it's clearly there. Uh, we know that it happens in liver cells within a matter of hours, and we were absolutely told that this could not happen uh, with the mRNA. Furthermore, we were told that the mRNA would be eliminated from the body in a matter of days. It still says that on the CDC website, despite the fact that they know it lasts in excess of 60 days in most people. And the only reason they know 60, they stopped the test after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't looked. Yeah. Uh, the, the different vaccine manufacturers were asked during the last advisory committee panel, and I, I watched this real time, they were asked, Have you looked, do you know which uh, tissues, which organ systems will create the spike protein? Do you know how much spike protein they'll produce? And do you know for how long? And the answer was a somewhat dismissive sort of shrug of the shoulders of, and they said, quote, unquote, well, that's sort of an academic question. And we haven't had an opportunity to look at that yet. And I'm thinking, academic, this is sort of the crux of the entire, you'd think you'd want an answer to those things, before you started injecting hundreds of millions of people globally uh, with this stuff. So the answer to the question, unfortunately, for those people, and I've said said this many times, John, I'll say it again, I am not suggesting that people live in fear. That's the last thing I'm suggesting. If you took these shots, I'm sure you had your own reasons. Many people took them of their own volition. Others were coerced, some mandated, other people terrified or shamed into Mm -hmm. it. But for whatever reason... Um, there's no help, it doesn't benefit you to live your life in fear and wondering if you're going to develop sudden cardiac death or or cancer or God only knows what. What I would suggest, however, is that you pay attention. Um, I don't believe there's any benefit to people taking additional injections of this stuff Mm -hmm. given its failure to stop people from getting infected and, in fact, the negative efficacy of it. And I think people need to focus, as I said from the very beginning, on those things that you can do to improve your overall health and wellness, uh, including the functioning of your immune system, which includes the basic stuff like, you know, adequate sleep and regular exercise, good nutrition, stress mitigation, uh, supplementing things like vitamin D uh, because so many people are deficient, uh, and those sorts of things. So I'm not suggesting that you live in a state of fear, uh, but be aware, wake up, look at the actual data that's out there, because ignorance is not bliss when it comes to this.
1: Yeah, no, And by the way, I, I, I appreciate you saying all that, Dr. Kelly. I think there's a lot of folks out there that have, let's face it, shot remorse, if you would, You know, much like we have buyer's remorse and other things. The uh, problem with this one is it's a little different than the new car you bought. You know, we can actually fix that. That's just a money issue. That can be fixed. You cannot fix the shot. It's there. It's it's been it's been inside of your body now. Uh, to your point, if you've had maybe those initial one or two shots and you haven't had anything after that, great. Don't I I I feel very confident in saying this. Don't get any more number one because they're not going to help you anyways. And the data shows they actually may do more harm than good. So why get them, Doctor Kelly?
5: Yeah, precisely. And that's what I've told people, is that if you if you got, you know, one, don't get two. If you got two, don't get three. If you got three, don't get four, and so on. Right. Um, they are not helping you. And the good news is that the current variants are, are really very, very mild. People have what's akin to, uh, in many cases, just a mild cold. It's a Some cold. people have worse of it, more, yeah. like, more like influenza. Yes. But we are treating it, you know, I I have known essentially no one over the past six months even need to go to the hospital, let alone get hospitalized um, with the current variants. I suggest that people take the you know o- over-the-counter uh, medications, treated symptomatically. If you've got a fever, it's Tylenol and ibuprofen. If you've got a cough, there are you know Robitussin and other cough medicines, decongestants, antihistamines, um, those you know chicken soup and uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of fluids, uh, the things that we used to do back in the olden days, uh, meaning prior to 2020. Uh, when you got a virus Um, you know stay home stay in bed if you if you're feeling badly and and know that it's going to go away in five to seven days Um, I I don't even see any rationale for this ongoing insanity of testing Mm. my people test me say well you know I'm not feeling good but I I tested negative I'm thinking for the love of God right stop what, what did you test what stop you tested for what you know, why? What right. were you going to do differently if you found out it was COVID versus, uh, rhinovirus or any of the other myriad of viruses that cause the same upper respiratory symptoms?
1: Next question, this is coming from me. I got a question on this yesterday. I went back and forth with a particular listener because they've got individuals around them that are still super concerned about COVID. The data, even today, I looked it up and this person was correct. You know, They're claiming uh, nationwide 500 deaths per day due to COVID. Now, you and I both know that that is not correct. Those are inflated numbers. Talk about that for a moment because they've been inflated all along. They're still inflated. And I believe they're still trying to drive that fear factor back to people getting boosted and continue to get the shots you and I are talking about?
5: Oh, absolutely. They have 100% been inflated from the beginning. My very first tagline was, the virus is real, the statistics are not. Uh, and that was back in early 2020. Uh, there was a huge financial incentive for institutions to code everything that got admitted as COVID and certainly every death as COVID, independent of uh, whether it was With COVID or from COVID, we had patients who were dying from complications of heart attacks and strokes, people with gunshot wounds to the chest and car accidents uh, who were being coded as, quote, COVID death uh, because there was a huge amount of money to be had. The CARES Act set aside an additional $37,000 per patient who died of COVID for the hospital. So they made millions and millions of dollars. On top of that, you are correct, John, that there's a a vested interest in continuing to keep people fearful because fear is such a powerful way uh, to control people. And so, you know, we just heard Biden, you know, earlier this week talk about, you know, reinstituting mask mandates on public. I I saw that. Talked Uh, about that today. Actually, uh, my
1: wife and I were unbelievable. Dr. Kelly, by the way, unbelievable.
5: Yeah, I've said from the beginning, you know, masks uh, do not stop the spread of a respiratory virus. And if you've learned nothing else during this three-year debacle, it should be that the areas of the country and the areas of the world that did not employ uh, mask mandates or this made-up construct of social distancing and lockdowns and all of this, um, they fared better than those areas of the country that, that did those things. Uh, but this is really about perpetuating um, the the narrative. And as you pointed out, you know, John, the, we have a dwindling number of us who currently constitute the control group, meaning people who have had COVID but have never been vaccinated. We are the group who will ultimately prove uh, that it is the vaccines, not COVID itself, which is responsible for all of these things. Mm-hmm. We have a huge number of studies now that show the same, uh, large population based study that was done in 2020 prior to the vaccines even coming out showed that there was no increased incidence of myocarditis and pericarditis in people who had COVID, uh, no increase over the, you know, the baseline or the background incidence of those entities. So we know that this is not a result of COVID. Uh, these things are the result of the vaccines. Yep. And the sooner the people get their their arms around that, the sooner we can really, as I said, rally the troops uh, to start kind of, coming up with a fix. I take no no joy in the fact that I was right on these things. I agree. Uh, I, no, I, I yeah. am not taking time I to agree. A, you know, a, a, I told you so. These are victory no victory laps, laps that uh, we're doing,
1: by the way. These, these are just simply, we said these things, this is what's happened. And no, I, I don't take any joy in it either, Dr. Kelly. That's not the point here.
5: I, I, exactly and so this is a this is a roll up your sleeves and get in it yeah. um you know we have i as a physician i have an obligation to see if i can contribute to the fix on this i will which is not to say by the way that accountability is coming a, a reckoning is coming it has to there will be no healing of this of this country or of this Planet without contrition, and people need to be held accountable. And I will tell you, John, that I for one would say this doesn't just pertain to uh, big pharma and people at the CDC and the FDA who abdicated their obligation, uh, their job to protect the the public health. Uh, this is this trickles down to politicians and people yep. in the mainstream media, right. people at big tech who are who are complicit in censoring people like me, and it trickles down to every Single physician. Yep. All of these people need to be asked three questions: One, what did you know? When did you know it? What did you do about it? Yeah, there will be a reckoning. If not, you know, no, we need to. And and what I
1: was going to say too, Doctor Kelly is, we we have to start driving that we as citizenry have got to start driving that we've got to change this this message this narrative if you would of the vaccines are safe and you know just ignore the data oh that last death just you know don't worry about that sweep that under the rug we'll just keep moving on nothing to see here i mean i feel like i'm in a magic show nothing to see here you know nothing up my sleeve i mean dr kelly it's getting ridiculous and we've got to start calling them out or to your point this thing is this thing's never going to end if we don't
5: I I agree, and I think that there is some element of panic that's going on. You're starting to see some people, Dr. Leanna Wen, who is a, you know, CNN hack, uh, who's been, she's a physician who was out there from the beginning pushing these vaccines, pushing the mandates, pushing the idea of shaming and humiliating people into wearing masks and not, and into getting vaccinated. She has now come out this past week and acknowledged that the CDC has been overcounting COVID cases and COVID deaths from the beginning. So when you start to see people mm. who have been on the wrong side kind of start tacitly trying to mm-hmm. scramble onto the right side of mm-hmm. history, uh, the, the tide is turning. Um, there are other people uh, like uh, you know our friend Anthony Fauci who continues to double down on these
1: right. things. Right.
5: Um, and, and I think you know, there's sort of two two schools of thought. When you're when you're, you know, in the wrong, either people will try, as I said, to quietly, uh, you know, get onto the right side, or they'll do what Fauci and a few others have done, which is double down.
1: Yeah. No. Great. Great point. All right. Great. Stopping point. If you've got a question for Dr. Kelly, please let me know. Three zero seven. Two hundred eighty-two twenty-two we will be right back. High Five Plumbing is next. Don't forget, write this number down, have it handy, put it in your phone. All your plumbing needs, 877 we 5
7: You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High Five Plumbing now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup, can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency, increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with Hi-5 is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. Hi-5 plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-5 or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only.
1: All right, up next, Golden Eagle Financial. If you've not heard from your financial advisor in a while, in fact, you should be hearing from him on a regular basis. If you have not, call Al Smith. There's an event coming up on January 24th, which is next week at the Columbine Library, 303-744-1128.
4: Your kids need to start planning for retirement. Golden Eagle Financial and Al Smith can help them get started on their retirement plans now. A small amount of time and money today can make a huge difference for their financial future. Beginning at 20 versus 40 is not a linear difference. It's exponential. With compound interest, that investment will grow exponentially so your children can accumulate more money for a successful retirement. Introducing your children to retirement planning early allows you to set them up for a financially successful future and enables them to handle a financial emergency without relying on your help. Getting them started with a solid retirement plan through Golden Eagle Financial today will not only save both of you money, but can also create wealth for them down the road. Call Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial now. 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor.
1: Folks, we want to save babies. Save the Storks does that. We donate. They do the rest of the work. And we're getting a stork bus put together, which is a mobile uh, unit, which runs around and actually ultrasounds, shows exactly what's going on inside the womb. It's a huge help. And yes, they actually turn the screen around where mom can actually see that. Something different than what Planned Parenthood does. So if you want to donate, go to SaveTheStorks.com.
8: As we close out the year, we celebrate the victory of Roe being overturned. We praise God for the Supreme Court's decision to protect life and recognize that abortion is not a constitutional right. But what may be shocking to many Christians and conservatives is that we are in a fight to save the lives of preborn babies like never before in history. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, the pro-life ministry that is making a difference with love and compassion. Our mobile medical units, called Stork Buses, have saved over 11,000 pre-born babies, But our impactful programs also focus on the women and men who face unplanned pregnancies every day. Our mission focuses on the preborn, of course, but we also ensure that moms and dads are empowered to choose life for their babies and not just survive, but thrive as parents. Visit savethestorks.org right now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month or make a year-end tax-deductible donation. Your gift will make a difference. Go to SaveTheStorks.org today and make a gift of any amount. Thank you and God bless you.
6: Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less email john rush right now to get your operation running for you again set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rush reason.com that's john at rush reason.com or fill out the contact form at klzradiocom slash john
0: this is rush to reason brought to you by absolute electrical heating and air We
1: are back. Dr. Kelly Victory with us. As always, if you want to know more about Dr. Kelly, just go to our website, RushToReason.com. And for all of our past episodes of where we've had Dr. Kelly and Steve both on, you are welcome to go to our website. They're all listed there, easy to find, indexed, and so on. A couple more questions came in, Dr. Kelly. This one from the text line. You mentioned that through exchanging body fluids and or blood transfusions, a person could receive these spike proteins. In this case... Do the proteins eventually work out of the body, or would the body continually reproduce them?
5: Well, w- w- what he said is, first of all, we, we don't know. We believe that. We certainly know that through blood. The blood is almost a definite, mRNA.
1: right? That, that one's a given, correct?
5: Precisely. and Precisely. And we know that the mRNA and spike proteins both are excreted in breast milk. Um, what we don't know is whether or not they are present in things like saliva, semen, vaginal right. fluid, those sorts right. of things. So uh, those are unknowns. By the way, the kinds of questions that should have been asked. Yeah, And, and, and by the way, back, back to what you said
1: earlier, these are the sorts of things we also should be studying to determine what happens.
5: Exactly. Uh, you know, these are, they should have been done prior to a mass vaccination, uh, effort, but, uh, we should certainly be doing them now. Um, if you get spike proteins, you know, say you were to swallow spike proteins or come in contact with them in your skin, there's no reason to believe that they will necessarily become incorporated into your body. mRNA is a little different thing. Uh, it, you know, if you are injected with mRNA through blood, right. you know, it's certainly possible that mRNA then is in your bloodstream and has the ability to go to every organ system as well. Uh, it's unclear what free-floating spike protein in the blood might do. So these are all questions that are have yet to be answered. The fact that we have found them excreted in breast milk is concerning, however, uh, because it certainly would lead you to believe that other bodily fluids, as I said, mm-hmm. you know, saliva, semen, vaginal fluid, who knows what tears, who knows what else, um, you know, where we might find these things. And these are the kinds of things that the uh, vaccine manufacturers should be obligated to study and report the actual, you know, results of their of their studies.
1: Okay, and I may be really dumb here, so if I am, you can laugh and we'll just move on. But Would this not be pretty simple and just getting a control group of people that have been vaccinated once, twice, three, four, however many times, and I would do it along those lines of each, and then getting a sample of a bodily fluid and several different types of bodily fluid, putting it underneath a microscope and determining if there's a spike protein there? I mean, am I wrong in thinking that?
5: No, I think these are relatively easy things to do. I think uh, right now people are caught up trying to deal with all of, you know, the mounting uh, evidence of adverse events and are trying to scramble on that at the same time as you're trying to overcome uh, the pressure, you know, to... To uh, dispel any discussion of this stuff. I mean, you know, for God's sake, the, the American Red Cross is not even testing blood or not even, uh, you know, determining whether or not blood that's being donated is coming from someone who's vaccinated versus unvaccinated. They made the preposterous statement, the Red Cross did, that the mRNA, quote, doesn't get into the bloodstream, so there's no concern. That is insanity. How in the world did the person who made that statement? Think that the mRNA gets to every major organ system, not via the bloodstream. Right. I I mean, osmosis. You know. You know. I'm not a doctor, uh, and I I
1: know that. I mean, what other delivery system would there be?
5: correct and Duh. so you know things like the safety of or you know trans potentially transplanted organs uh, you know if you're an unvaccinated person right. and you're receiving a liver or a heart or a kidney from someone who's been vaccinated what is the likelihood mm. that you are going to have uh, a, a, an issue these are these are pressing questions and i'm not saying that i have the answers to them what i'm saying is that these these are things that need to be addressed yep. and Great quickly point. Great because point. we we are looking at a tsunami of illness suffering and premature death if we don't get our arms around these
1: agree another quick question this one i probably could answer on my own but you're here so that you'll let you have the floor what are the risks of a 65 year old with medication controlled high blood pressure and autoimmune diseases or autoimmune disease with the current virus
5: Well, again, I can't say, you know, what any individual, you know, single person is without without examining them, but I can tell you that even for people who have some of these comorbidities like hypertension or diabetes or even obesity, which is the greatest uh, risk factor other than age, people seem to be doing just fine with the current variants. Um, People are being treated with over-the-counter medications uh, without needing to take even the medications we used during the early Variants, uh, right? So I think that uh, that that truly uh, the the current variants seem very, very mild. We're still in the middle of influenza season, by the way, and there are other viruses out there. um, But you know, that although I do not say. What any one individual's risk is, I can tell you the the current variants are very mild. I would not let your guard down uh, on things like, you know, supplementing vitamin D and right. zinc and doing right. all those other things, which right.
1: is yes. you know,
5: the best thing you can do for your immune system right now That's not right. get run down That's in general. Right. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah my advice would have been
1: exactly what you just said. Keep your immune system up. And my advice back would be, if you got a cold, how would you handle that in the condition that you're in? because that's pretty much the answer as to what's out there right now with the current variant of coronavirus. Don't let the media, even the CDC, scare you into thinking that it's much worse because the data doesn't show that it is. And this 500-a-day death thing that they're talking about on the news, I, Kelly, I don't even know where that number is coming from because the reality is – you know. and by the way, there's spikes in that. You can actually watch the data uh, that they report on, and one day they'll have a ton that they report, and then they'll be you know, just – It'll be, you know, 100, 150 a day across the country. And then all of a sudden there's this huge spike, which drives that number up. And to your point, you have to ask the question, is that spike there because of the monetary end of things?
5: Exactly. And so I think there's a, um, I will go back to my original uh, you know motto. The virus is real. the Statistics are not. Um, it, it will take us a long time to ever really figure out how many people were admitted to the hospital because of COVID, uh, not just incidentally with COVID. How many people actually died from COVID, right. uh, as opposed to just with COVID? That's right. And frankly, how many people wouldn't have succumbed to it had they been offered the uh, the uh, you know, the treatments that we had available to us, the very safe, very effective, yep. uh, inexpensive, well-tolerated treatment. Um, many, many people died during that first wave, the Wuhan wave, and then subsequently uh, Delta, which was relatively serious in some people because they uh, could not get access to the most uh, rudimentary medications like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine.
1: The other thing, too, that I think, and again, we don't have a lot of time, a couple of minutes left here, but one of the things that I think we also need to keep pushing for, and again, there's huge pushback in this, you know, it was okay for those of us that were not vaccinated to prove either our vaccination status or basically have, in some cases, a magic marker written unvaccinated on your hand if you wanted to go someplace. It was okay for all of us, you and I included, to go through some of that. But we are not allowed to question when somebody dies suddenly whether or not they had the vaccine. I find that so hypocritical, Dr. Kelly, it's ridiculous.
5: Well, it is, and I said from the beginning, you know, if you're going to claim that my vaccination status uh, should be public knowledge because it's a public health issue, and I have to share my uh, vaccination status with, the, you know, the uh, bar owner and the restaurant owner, the hotel, and or
1: whoever happens venue, to be, that's right. That's the, right. And
5: the airlines and everybody else that I need to make that available. But when somebody drops dead of a sudden cardiac arrest, you know, uh, that I'm not allowed to question whether or not, you know, that person's vaccinated. I mean, this, we have to have that information because the, the shots remain an ongoing, clear and present danger. People are still getting them. Uh, you know, if you're at the mall, if you're at the food court at the local mall and people around you start vomiting and having diarrhea, yep. Yep. Uh, you have a right to ask where they got their food, okay? That's right. Correct. Uh, because it, it's it's, it, it's an ongoing public health risk and we therefore need to know. So I am all for, um, you know, keeping people's personal health information private. Um, but this is no longer that. And as you rightly point out, uh, we were forced, we were all obligated in order to even live in society to make our status known to everybody else. Uh, and therefore, I think that, you know, we need to mm-hmm. make sure that when people are having sudden events, that we know whether or not this could be related to their vaccination.
1: Fully agree. Again, folks, if you want more information on Dr. Kelly, go right to the website, RushToReason.com. There's an entire page dedicated there to her. Dr. Kelly, again, man, the time flies. It seems like we just get started and then we're over. Appreciate all that you do. And I know that you've got a very, very busy schedule. Steve, For me you're on Fox last night as well I'll have to go look that up because I didn't know that or I would have watched it so uh, you know you're doing a great job not just with us but but really everywhere and you're talking to a lot of big names I feel very fortunate that we still have you with us on a routine basis and folks listening please know that you know we had her first I'll just say that straight up we, you know, we started this <laughs> and we've had her first but she has gotten to be very popular and she's now you know going around to a lot of other different places and other venues talking about the very things we've done for a very long time which by the way should add a lot of credibility to the things we've done this past year plus, Dr. Kelly.
5: Well, thanks again for having me. I'm happy to do it any uh, time that I can. Well, it's always a joy. Uh, John, and and, and uh, I, I really think it's a, a great platform with the amount of censorship uh, mm. that's gone on True. during this. I think it's important to continue having robust, vigorous debate uh, and, and, you know, respectful debate, but have it out yep. there. I agree. We need to be listening to all sides of this.
1: Well, you've been a true friend, not only of mine, but of our shows as well, and you know, those of us here at, at KLZ and Rush to Reason. So, Dr. Kelly, thank you, and I mean that sincerely. You, you've just been a huge blessing to us.
5: Well, thank you, and we'll do it again. All right, we'll do it again. Next week.
1: All right, sounds great, Dr. Kelly. Appreciate it very much. Have a great evening. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. And, folks, if you're, you know, during some of this cold weather we just had, which we've got more coming in this weekend, if you're in the need of windows or doors, I will tell you Dave Bancroft has one of the best deals out there. And what I mean by that is no high pressure. He's not going to force you into something. He doesn't want buyer's remorse. He wants you happy at the end of the day. You can buy one window or all, one door or all, doesn't matter.
0: You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you, not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable, They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on the dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash windows. All right, Bruce Simmons is
1: next. He is our reverse mortgage expert, much like Dr. Kelly is on all things COVID. Bruce is that on all things reverse mortgages. 303-467-7821.
7: There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, Those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both, with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you. With a free consultation at klzradio.com/reverse, schedule online now at klzradio.com/reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
1: All right, K&R Home Transitions is next. Catherine and Robin, they would love to help you with whatever real estate need you have, buying, selling, a family member even. And they've got it all dialed into where they've got one side that can help you with all of the staging and the marketing and everything needs to happen there, and then also the financial aspect of it and how does all of that work. 720-437-8210.
4: To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market by identifying exactly who your competition is. You'll actually go to see similar listings in your area so you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Kat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty.
0: It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason
1: on KLZ 560. All right, that's it for this hour, folks. Again, if you missed any of it, you can go back to the website and listen there. Uh, RushToReason.com. It's all listed under the show notes section. Very easy to find. We've got more hours coming your way, so stay tuned. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.